Hey, Goddess, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to share a little something with you. Now is not the time to add lose weight to that ever-growing to-do list. If, like most women in their 40s or 50s, you're already the busiest being on the planet, looking after everyone else, the house, the career, the business, I know that spare time or energy doesn't exist. But this also means that you just don't feel good about yourself. You're often too exhausted, burned out, or even in pain, and your shape doesn't represent who you are or what you want out of life. So if maybe you've loved the idea of joining us in our five-day program, but it was just too much commitment for your time or energy, don't worry, we got you. Our free masterclass gives you the concentrated version of our four-step superhero formula for body shape change. And we promise that if you give us 60 minutes, we will give you back hours. You can go and check that out right now and watch right this very instant at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash masterclass, where we promise that if you give us 60 minutes, we will give you back hours. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lisa Barwein, and I consider myself a fitness feminist and wellness alchemist, the kick-ass catalyst helping busy, ambitious women over 40 to become strong of mind, body, and character. You see, I wasn't always fit, lean, or strong, and was never motivated to exercise, barely drank water, and lived off bread, pasta, and cheese. But since starting my own wellness journey some 20 years ago and becoming certified in life coaching, plant-based and sports nutrition, holistic health, mindfulness, and kettlebell and personal training, I've learned how to create healthy habits and daily rituals rather than rely on my willpower and motivation. Plus, become a total health, fitness, and superhero geek. So we're coming at you with live workshop style health and wellness episodes packed with actionable step-by-step tips and real talk that are helping thousands of busy, ambitious women to become stronger in mind, body, and character, to be the best superhero versions of themselves without that fear of grind, guilt, or burnout. I want to teach women how to achieve goals as women, being feminine AF, because goddess got goals. Well, hello there, goddess, and I am so excited about today's episode, very inspired to bring this to you today. And I know I say I'm excited most of the times, but this one in particular, because I feel like it's a bit of a revelation. It's my own revelation, but it's really from something that I heard that spurred on and really helped to clarify what we're trying to do here as part of our wellness alchemy and fitness feminism, but really helping women to understand that there is a different way, right? There's a different way for you to achieve goals. There's a different way for you to achieve more, move more, pursue your wellness goals, um, whether that's your health, wellness, overall well-being, but doing it without that sense of grind and discipline and willpower and kind of pushing your way into something, right? Which I feel is like a really masculine way of achieving goals. And it was only when I heard the amazing Glennon Doyle on the um, We Can Do Hard Things podcast, shout out to Glennon, she's probably not listening, but I really hope she is. But she said something, and this is really what I want to unpack in today's episode. We were talking about how what I love about podcasts and also audiobooks is that they're a perfect way for you to begin to make the mindset shifts you need to change your actions and behaviors so that you can actually make progress, so that you can actually 
you know, have the long lasting change that you want. And what she said was that we need to start looking at the beliefs that come before the actions and the behaviors, right? Because if we're not looking at the belief, we're not looking at the mindset side of things, then what we're doing is just relying on discipline and willpower to grind and hustle and push our way through. And this was actually really supported by her wife, who also made the comment as a you know professional athlete that she had no idea how to achieve the thing, you know, to do the thing that she wanted to do. So say, for example, as a professional athlete, she had to work out, right? So for her, you know, she hated working out. She hated doing her cardio. She hated going and doing all the workouts. She just wanted to obviously play the football and do all the, or the soccer um, and all of the things that were important to her. But she was never able to do the exercise from a place of integrity. It was always just from a place of discipline and willpower and just pushing herself and making herself do it. And I've always tried to figure out why I struggled with, um, you know, even as a fitness professional, which I don't like calling myself that, you know, I don't, um, is that what was the shift for me? Like, what was the shift? And I think that this integrity piece, this belief piece is really important, but also reflecting on a couple of episodes ago when we talked about finding your something larger or finding your something bigger. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's maybe not a sexy subject. And I think that a lot of us kind of avoid that work. And a lot, you know, even when I ask my community about like, what are you actively doing to to change your mindset or to have some mindset shifts or actively doing to improve your mindset? Every single one came up with something that had nothing to do with mindset, apart from one who was a fitness professional. But very few people understand what mindset work is or understanding what it takes or what you need to do to start working at the belief side. Right. Um, So this is what I want to talk about today. So we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to look at this concept and understanding the limiting belief cycle. We're going to talk about beliefs and actions and behaviors and how that drives that that cycle or that circle. And then I want to talk about integrity versus discipline, right? And willpower, let's say. So integrity versus discipline and willpower, and also the importance of that exercise of finding your something larger, finding out your passion, your purpose, your legacy, your, your drive, right? Because this is where it all stems from, in my opinion. And it's kind of the difference between, I suppose, a little bit different to the carrot and the stick sort of motivation. But I think that's really a rudimentary and quite, you know, primitive way of looking at it versus the deeper thought process of looking at this from a female way, right? Which is deeper and maybe more uh, emotional and more, um, in flow and intuitive, right? Rather than just linear. There's a system element to it. It's not linear. It's not myopic. It's very much that there is an integrated element to it, right? Okay. So let's break down what I want to say here. So the first question I have for you is when you have ever tried to set goals before, right? Or when I even talk about goals, Are the things that come up for you that you don't know how to do it or that you like in the actual how part, you tend to like go, should I do it in present tense or past tense? Should I say this or that? You know, and they go into analysis paralysis, 
So the actions and the, you know, um, the action of doing it, the action of sitting down and writing something down, you know, they go into procrastination, perfectionism, all of the stuff that comes up because of the stress that tends to happen. A lot of the time we don't look at, well, why are we stressed out by this? And when we look back, I mean, and the, the person that I think talks about this the best is Denise DT, Denise Duffel Thomas, who I uh, love her podcast, Chill and Prosper. Uh, and I'm a part of her money boot camp and understanding mindset. And her mindset stuff is obviously about money and abundance, but they applies to everything. Um, and the mindset stuff that she talks about in relation to goals is really cool. And a lot of the things she says, and I would totally recommend going and checking out her podcast. And also, if you love her books, uh, Chill and Prosper, uh, if you're in business or Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, amazing mindset and abundance um, stuff. Very practical, very awesome. And one of the things she talks about is the money memories or the memories behind goals. So a lot of the time as women, and I see this time and time and time again, is that the reason why we've really struggled to express our wants and desires is that from a young age, we've been told a couple of very important memories. The first one that she talks about, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, which is when we go to blow out candles on our birthday cake, what are we told? Make a wish, but don't tell anyone, right? And if you tell anyone, then they won't come true. So when we express our goals out loud or share them in our groups or any of the things, we think that that means that they lack power. When in fact, the opposite is true. But we've been told from a very young age, and how many birthday cakes did we blow out? Like a lot, <laughs> right? That that's what we're told. And then it may even have gone deeper is that, you know, you know, maybe you grew up in a house where you didn't have a lot of money and there was this, what you get is what you get. You got hand-me-downs of things, you know, what you get is what you get and you don't get upset, right? Whatever you've been at, you know, whatever you've got, whatever you've been given is just what you get and that's it. And that if you're ask, asking for more, like Oliver coming up, please, sir, can I have some more? It's considered rude selfish, greedy, you know, and greed being one of the, you know, the most deadly sins in the world. Again, drawing from religious backgrounds as well, all of this can play into our desires for wanting more, our desires for being more or making improvements or doing the work, this mindset work that we need. Because when it comes to looking at these beliefs, because this is what we're talking about here, these memories, these beliefs um, that come up, it can feel very hard. It can feel traumatizing. It can feel um, uncomfortable. Um, and that's why a lot of the women that I know don't do the work. We don't do the work because it's just icky. It feels uncomfortable. It's not something that we want to look at. We don't even want to stop and take the time to do it. And I get it. I totally get it, right? I was exactly the same. I was somebody who my busyness was my barrier. My busyness was my shield. You know, the more busy I was, that's how I dealt with my stress and anxiety. But my busyness caused more stress and anxiety or it, yeah, it became like a vicious cycle. But for me, when I make space. When I sit down and I do the journaling, I do the breathing, I do the introspection, 
the thinking about things. I give myself the space and the grace to look at this belief-based work. Then I'm able to make the massive shifts and the lasting change. I'm able to pursue my goals, achieve more, move more, you know, I'm happier and healthier, but more I am able to just feel better about myself, right? Um, because I feel like I'm moving, I'm feeling more positive, I'm feeling more confident. So if we look at this cycle that I talked about before, right? I don't know if a lot of us know or understand how it works with regards to actions and behaviors. Because if we're not looking at the beliefs, that layer of belief that we have, which by the way is cemented in at about age seven, about 70% of our perception of the world is created and banked in our cerebral understanding of the world by age seven. Now, that doesn't mean that it's immovable or changeable or reprogrammable. It is, but that's a lot of like programming to overcome from such a young age. So a lot of what we struggle with is what happened to us when we were young. So the environment you live in, that the geography, you know, the experience, your familial contacts, what happened in school, what people said to you, all of these things are part of your consistent programming. And if you're not looking at different ways to reprogram, make those shifts, question the beliefs, then you're just using that programming over and over and over. So even though you might be a 40-year-old woman or a 50-year-old woman, you're still using the same programming in your brain that you created when you were seven. And sometimes that can be a hard pill to swallow. Now, if you want to know more about the evidence base and the science base of that, there's loads of different things I can point you to. But, and a lot of the stuff that I have been reminded about, because stuff that I've learned for years and years, um, I've been listening, as you know, to the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with Glennon Doyle, and I love me some Glennon, but she's also had some amazing experts that talk about the family systems and understanding how our beliefs and how they are programmed with us at that point. Okay, so if you want to go and check that out, I'll put some links in our show notes or definitely go and check out the We Can Do Hard Things podcasts. Love, love them. Um, but the key thing that I want to get across here for you, for you guys, for you amazing goddesses um, and for my wonderful supportive community is that if you're not doing mindset works, that's looking at these beliefs and you're not trying to do the work to create those shifts, then you're still just going to get stuck time and time and time again. Your actions and behaviors aren't going to change other than when you try to push them through, trying to shape them and push them with willpower and discipline alone. And we all know that that only goes so far until we get burnt out or we just give up. Yeah. So if you're someone, and I've got to be honest, I have been that person that has downloaded programs or done the things and there's like journaling exercises or there's this journal thing or there's these things you can think of and you've just thought to yourself, I'm going to skip that. I don't really need to do that. That's just not my thing. Then I invite you to re-engage in that because for me, this is where I've had the biggest shifts when I have done the work. Um, and I'm going to talk about my favorite mindset tools and mindset practices. And I'm also going to give you guys some journaling prompts 
for today's episode as well um, and questions that you can think about, uh, and uh, which is part of our one of our journaling journals inside uh, the Goddess Goggles movement mindset and motivation membership. Um, but what I really want you to understand, because I would have been that person, I was like, ah, you know, I was, <laughs> Glennon explained it like this and I was like, shit, that's me too. You know, I would do a program. And I would go, yes, I see what you're trying to do there, but I don't need to do that because I can already see what you're trying to do. And I'm already smarter than you. So this is fine. (laughs) Right. So although I could, you know, see that, oh, my goodness, they're the expert and I could learn from them and I could see where they were trying to go. I didn't necessarily do the exercises that they recommended. I try to skip steps, always trying to skip steps. I think that sometimes as questioners, we question so much that sometimes we can either end in analysis paralysis or we skip skip steps because we think that we know best or we know more. Anyone else feel that way? I know I do. Um, so that can be a thing. If you're also somebody who tends to be falling in the know-it-all category, kind of fall into that one too, um, you know, we, we don't do that work. But then there's there's a lot of us also that are just nervous and anxious about that you know what if we start you know asking ourselves these questions and it does drudge up some traumatic or past experiences we don't want to experience again or what if you know I start digging and I realize that actually I don't really have any ambition or or sense of myself or that I want to make changes or that you know I'm gonna have to make changes right all of these things that just maybe stress us out or makes us feel more anxious So I I feel you, right? I totally feel you. But what I'm going to tell you is without this work, without looking at the mindset work, without looking at the belief questioning, the trying to get to the limiting beliefs, trying to bring up these memories, etc., you are going to continue to self-sabotage yourself by following the same patterns over and over because beliefs beget the actions. The actions are what creates the behaviors and the behaviors is what creates the change. So if you want to create the new behaviors, those new habits, if you're not looking at the belief, the why, the underneath, the story that you tell yourself, the stuff that's going on inside of your head, your thoughts, yeah, your thoughts, because the beliefs trigger the thoughts. Yeah, then the thoughts trigger the actions and the behaviors. The beliefs are that underlying extra layer that if you're thinking it, right, you've already got a belief about it. So you can't even change the thoughts until you're changing the beliefs. So what is the belief underneath it? So we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with a recap of that to help us to understand the difference between integrity right, Uh, our outside and our inside matches versus discipline and willpower alone. And then we're also going to do a little exercise where I'm going to give you some of the questions from one of the mindset journals that we have inside of our membership community. So come back, see you in a bit, and we'll get started with that. Do you love books but feel like you have no time to read? Everything changed for me when I found Audible. I think of Audible as my portable library. Like a library, 
in my pocket. It's a chance for me to learn and grow and develop and enjoy the art of becoming more. And I can do that during the nooks and crannies of my day. Doing some housework, walking the dog, while I'm at my desk or in the car, or even during my workouts. And you too can enjoy three months at half price or one month for free on us. To go grab this offer, go to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash audible. And you can enjoy all the amazing books and authors that I share here on the podcast to help you to learn, grow and develop on us. Just go to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash audible. And we're back. Thanks for coming on back. So I want to just recap what I'm trying to get across here with regards to wouldn't it be great that rather than feeling that you have to discipline and, you know, push your way and willpower your way into changing your behavior, that there's a way for you to have that sense of integrity, that your inside and your outside matches. So that when you actually do the behavior of exercise or anything that you struggle with motivationally, that you do it because that is integrally what you believe is good for you to do. It's not just, I should, I should, I should, should, should be exercising or, you know, Lisa says exercise is good for me, so I should do it. Right. And that shoulding is like the disciplining and the Now, don't get me wrong. There's certain times where you won't have the motivation and you won't feel like it. And that's when having discipline that you've created as a as an energy can come in. But specifically, discipline for me sounds like push, 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 even when I don't want it. Right. Versus integrity for me feels like my insides want it just as much as my outsides. So my insides, my why, my purpose, my passion, the the reason, the belief matches the actual behavior. I walk my talk, right? And this was the biggest shift for me. And that's why I loved when she described it, because I found it difficult trying to describe this concept or trying to get this concept across. But for me, this is what happened when it's happened a couple of times in my life. Firstly, when um, both of my parents died from degenerative diseases really young, they were 60 and 61. And their what they had, their diseases that they had were made by lifestyle choices. I can 100% categorically say that. So when I became a parent, I was very much driven by, I'm going to be around for a very, very long time. And I'm going to be kicking ass and taking names. I want to live a long and healthy life. I want to be here for all his milestones. I am the one person he relies on. As an orphan, and I don't have a system of support, I'm it. So when I say I put myself first in terms of wellness and I make wellness my top priority every single day, I mean that. And that comes from a deep-seated belief and you know, passion and and why, or some people also call it leverage. I've heard it been called leverage, but for me, leverage also sounds like, like a negative thing, whereas integrity sounds good to me. Like I am built strong by this, this passion, this purpose, this drive, this belief and me living a long and healthy life. I'm never going to get sick. I'm never going to get these diseases because for me, I'm making those choices for him. That's my drive, right? And It's easy then for me to choose to 
get up and do my yoga in the morning or get up and do my kettlebell training in the morning or taking my pruthi and my supplements and drinking the water and not drinking the alcohol or having too much sugar or any of these things. It's not that it's easy for me because it's still, you know, struggle and motivation and don't always feel like it. But there is this internal drive, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's a drive from my gut almost, right? It's not a forcing myself or pushing myself or grinding myself to do it. And it's a different feeling. It's a different, definitely a different feeling. And this is what I'm trying to get across to you that it is possible. So do you believe that it is possible that your inner desires and wants can, can be reflected in your beliefs that drive your actions and behaviors? And if you don't, then let me help you to look at that. Right. And then this is why I'm saying we're going to do a couple of exercises here to do that, because the beliefs beget the thoughts, the thoughts then drive the actions and the behaviors. We've got to work on the belief structure and then we're going to look at what we think as well. That's a whole other. That's the mindset piece, too. Um, and how our thoughts and our inner critic or our inner mean girl can, you know, affect our behavior and actions. But when we start with the beliefs, that's when we can take action. So let me just introduce you to a little bit of the our Wonder Woman Mindset Journal. Yep. So it's one of the mindset journals that we use in our Sexy Strong community and also in the Goddess Got Goals Mindset and Motivation Membership, a movement mindset and motivation membership. And this is what I loved. In the beginning of the Wonder Woman movie, Diana Prince openly reflects on the darkness consuming mankind. Although that doom and gloom sets an ominous tone, Diana immediately shifts her mindset and turns into the Wonder Woman we know and love. I used to want to save the world, to end war and bring peace to mankind, but then I glimpsed the darkness that lives within their light. I learned that inside every one of them, there will always be both, the choice each must make for themselves, something no hero will ever defeat. And now I know that only love can truly save the world. So now I stay, I fight, I give for the world I know can be. This is my mission now forever. So mindset is so powerful. It determines our values, construction of meaning, where you place your energy, everything. It takes into account how you intellectually understand a concept and transform it into how you live your life. Begin open to shifting your mindset, especially about deep seated beliefs is one of the best Wonder Woman traits you can adopt. Okay, so here's just one or two of the mindset shifts that we're going to look at here. The first one is that your past does not define your future. So mindset takes hold at multiple stage in life, but much of what we believe to be true can be traced back to childhood, a time when the world told you who you were and you believed it. Okay, so it's really important for you to understand that even at age seven, a lot of what we were we were told we were, we believed. Yeah. So I want you to think of a defining moment when you were about seven or eight, a time when you were living your best life. Describe that moment and why that was important to you. Describe the how you were living. What about that moment made it memorable? Yeah. So what was important to you? What was your focus? What was your attention on? 
So example for me would be when I first played netball on a team with girls. I didn't even go to the match to play, but to support my friend. Then they asked me to join in and I had no idea what to do. But I began learning something I didn't know. It was about doing something hard and having fun with the team, belonging to a team, but challenging myself and learning and growing. So my values of growth and community and fun were all shaped in that moment, right? So what would your eight-year-old version of you tell you right now to help you in your life? What are the top three things that held you back from being your best self and having a body and lifestyle that you are proud of? right? And I want you to think about that. What beliefs do you have that might be holding you back? So what beliefs that you might have formed in and around that seven or eight, or, you know, like, for example, I've trail, I've tried before and failed. I don't deserve to give myself this much time and attention. So I also have beliefs of when I was told that girls can't do certain things. (laughs) You can imagine how much that's formed my fitness feminism right now, right? So sometimes that does hold me back because sometimes I I choose to fight and, and dig in and can be quite stubborn with things that I don't evaluate. I just kind of like butt into things, right? Who can be stubborn like a goat? That's what I went through there. Yeah. And then what excuses do you hear yourself say? So when it comes to changes in your wellness or when you're pursuing a body shape change goal or when you're trying to make movement a priority, do you hear yourself say things like, well, you know, I have four kids. It's really hard for me or I'm a single mother or I'm going through a divorce or I just don't have the motivation or my kids are more important or what will everyone think if I fail or I just don't have the motivation for these sorts of things. These sorts of phrases that you say to yourself are generally a reflection of that belief that you have. So you have a belief that, you know, you don't have the motivation to see it through. How you know that these are limiting beliefs or how you know that they're not helpful or supporting you is that, well, other people have done it and done it successfully. So it is possible right? So what will everyone think if I fail? Well, again, this could be a limiting belief that's stopping you from even trying, giving you a get out of jail free card before you even get started with things. You know, I'm a single mother, I or I have, you know, so what's the answer to that? Generally, in my experience is seek out other single mothers that have achieved what you want. Interestingly, in our, um, On our website, if you go to our transformation or results page, you can sort by different like things. And one of the things we have is single mother, because we've got quite a few single mothers in our group that have achieved amazing results, you know, or I'm going through a divorce or this won't work in my country or this won't work for me because I have this injury or this won't work. Can you see how these limiting beliefs are the things that might be stopping you? Yeah. So. What about your relationship with your body and with with eating? So what do I believe or say about it? How often do I say, you know, I'm too fat or you're just too weak or you're so unfit or you're so uncoordinated? We say this to ourselves all the time. Or you'll never be able to do that. Or, you know, or maybe you ignore your body and the messages altogether, pushing until exhaustion or avoiding eating until you have a headache. And how would you like to treat your body? 
what would be the ideal way for you to do that in your life? How does where you are right now, maybe you're overweight, maybe you don't feel fit or strong, maybe you're in poor health, how does this diminish or detract from your happiness and from fulfilling your life's purpose right now? So these sorts of questions that we bring up in our mindset journals and the work that we do are so essential when it comes to getting down to the beliefs, getting down to those thoughts that drive the actions, that drive the behavior. Because without that, you will never find that sense of integrity. It'll always just be pushing through discipline and willpower, which we all know eventually fails. And goals that fix never stick. Goals where you have to fix something or just use discipline or willpower, eventually we're going to give up. And then that's why we give up and say, it doesn't work, doesn't work for me. And we fulfill our prophecy that we said, sure, I'm never going to be able to do it. I always fail, right? It becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. So just to wrap this up for you today, what I would recommend is understanding that mindset work is so important. Could you imagine what it would feel like to do things in integrity rather than having to constantly rely on willpower or discipline? That when you take actions and your daily and you develop these daily habits, that you do so because it supports the person that you want to be, the values that you have and how you want to live, that it supports that sense of passion and purpose and drive rather than you, you know, shooting on yourself right? Or creating guilt or doing things out of um, you know, what the diet culture says or what, you know, the patriarchy says, right? So if this is something that you're like, yeah, I think I need to do some more work on this. This is something that I know that I, if given the right questions, given the right space and a sense of grace in a community, I think I could do this work. Then we would love to have you come on over to the Goddess Got Goals Movement Mindset and Motivation Membership, because these are the discussions we are having over there, where you can be a part of this journaling learning the tools um, of mindset. Journaling is one of them that we're going to, and we're going to unpack a lot of the ones that I use more regularly as well. We're going to start talking about meditation. We're going to start talking about EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique tapping, which I use for mindset shifts. We're going to talk about, which helps to also regulate your nervous system. We're going to talk about breathing, which regulates your nervous system, also helps with your stress relief, helps with a lot of things. Breathing is friggin' awesome. Um, we're also going to talk about other mindset tools that you can use for transformation. But in my experience, the one that works the quickest and is available to everyone, um, we know that's pretty much free or low cost. It's a pen and a piece of paper is journaling, is answering questions is being introspective and starting to write down your thoughts, right? Starting to dig a little deeper in those, those beliefs. So come on over. We would love to see you as part of the Goddess Got Goals Movement Mindset and Motivation Membership. You can join us now at www.goddessgotgoals.com um, and uh, we'd love to see you over there, right? This is where we're doing this sort of work because we really want to be able to achieve more and do more, but still being feminine AF because goddess got goals. So thanks for listening this week. We'll be back again same time next week. We've got a really amazing episode coming up next week. You don't want to miss that one. And as always, if this was something that really, you know, really helped you, please, you know, come on over to Instagram. It means so much to me if you were to send me a direct message 
uh, I'm at Lisa underscore Barwise. Um, don't know why I put the underscore in, but apparently this is where we're at. Um, but come on over, write me a message if this one meant a lot to you. Um, hit reply to any email we send or email me at hello at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com. I would love to hear from you. It's really it's really nice when you you send me messages regarding the podcast. Um, and also hit that little plus button in the corner so that you're subscribing. And of always share it out to a like-minded warrior goddess or a goddess just like you if they need to hear this message today because sharing is really cool for us that's how we get seen and heard so i will see you same time same place next week until then have an amazing week and maybe it's time to thinking about how you can set and achieve your goals being feminine af let's get to it okay until then peace out well we made it to the end my friend you are my favorite kind of person. Seriously, a total badass. But if you like this episode, we've got a whole bunch waiting for you. With show notes, promos, discounts, lots and lots of freebies. And all you've got to do is go over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash podcasts. That's with an S. And don't forget to hit subscribe, totally, uh, on any of your you know favorite podcast platforms. And of course, leave us a review. We really like that. Or why not continue to be part of our community? Register to join the tribe, the Goddess Got Goals podcast tribe community, and come on over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash tribe. And I look forward to catching up with you next week or maybe in the next episode. Your super friend.